0: Hi everyone, you are listening to a brand new podcast and we don't even have a name yet so (laughs) if you have any wise or brilliant suggestions for what we could name this podcast please send your suggestions on Instagram to pride and opinion. I am Johnny McCormick. Um, for anyone that listens to podcasts regularly, you may know my other podcast spoke and I'm joined here by my good friend, Nico. Hi there. Hi. Nico, who are you and what do you do? I, um, I'm i a luxury watch dealer. Um, we sell watches in
1: Belfast in the, from the Merchant Hotel. Um, we have an amazing shop. The first ever dedicated luxury watch boutique on the island of Ireland, something I'm extremely proud of, it was my dream since I was very, very young. And we opened actually December 2018. And uh, our uh, our first year is nearly, nearly there. And a lot of people have asked me, Nico, we need to do a podcast. So um, I asked Johnny to be our host because Johnny is an absolute legend. Johnny already has a podcast called Spoke, like, uh, like he mentioned before. And I think we need to start Just somewhere. I have no idea how to start. So I think this is the best way to start and just wing it every week until we. Uh, until
0: we know and have a good good yep. structure that's that's the best way to do it i am a master at winging it so like i say <laughs> don't, we don't even have a name yet folks so please uh please do send your suggestions in to at pride and Pinion. so we're kicking off with and, and i'm sure this won't be a surprise to anyone that knows nico we're kicking off with a pretty controversial subject yes i love contr- controversy yep, as our as our first as our first subject so we're talking this week about watches and brexit so what brexit is potentially going to do for the watch market and just to say up front nico and i have some (laughs) potentially slightly different views on this so i'll ask nico what's your what's your view on brexit and the watch market
1: right let me first summarize this i think it's going to be the greatest thing ever for the watch industry for us for me, um, that is just the point I'm making. Um, I, I, we had a conversation about this just before the recording, um, very, very briefly. Um, I have, I have, I have some good reasons. Commercially seen, I have, I have, I have reasons from a commercial perspective. Um, I think it is
0: very, very good. But let's dive deeper in that later. What do you think? I think that Brexit for the watch market could potentially be a good thing. Um, because i think what what why? it's going to- well what is the
1: reason why it would be good for you well
0: i think i think it could potentially be good and i'm not i'm not going as far as as to say it's yeah. good yet i think it could potentially be good um because it will I think, devalue the sterling even further. So yeah. I think what it will do is increase the purchasing power for people outside of the United Kingdom. Exactly.
1: So, exactly. There, so there
0: could be quite a quick flow of money into the watch market from people who see increased liquidity or increased purchasing power there to is. buy you know, their dream watch or their luxury watch for the first time. However, on the flip side, I think it's going to be a really bad thing, actually, for... Um, purchasers at home, so people yeah. in the UK who whose money now doesn't go as far, who maybe would have, you know, gone on holiday to America to save a thousand pounds on a on a luxury watch um, ten years ago, yeah. they're not able to do that anymore. They're actually probably paying either the same or even slightly more by the time they pay um taxes in the states on their watch so i think it's not going to be a good thing i actually purchase. i'm actually going to contradict that one gonna on all right this is going to be funny right let's let's first start off i think you're
1: completely correct if uh, uh when brexit happens in a way uh the sterling will will collapse fact it will make a nosedive uh big big possibilities and um uh, that um that the sterling is going underneath the euros right um this is so unique. This has never happened in the history of mankind. So it's, it, no one really knows, right? But, um, um, let's, let's, let, let's, let's put out a prediction. I, I believe, um, uh, the sterling indeed will dive underneath the euros. So to give you an idea, that 10,000 pounds that you have in your bank will have what, what you knew, what, what you now get 12,000 euros for, um, or say 13,000 sterling, $13,000, I'm not really sure about the exact figures today, to be honest, but um, that same 10,000 pounds will buy you after Brexit, probably nine eight nine seven nine eight thousand euros. So you're indeed making a collapse, which then means that everyone wants to buy in the UK, right? So everyone with euros wants to spend want to buy watches in the UK because the UK is then going to be, and they're already one of the cheapest countries to buy watches. But if someone now with a Sterling account wants to buy a watch abroad, that's where you're going to indeed find that it's going to be more expensive for them. But that also means that buying at home is going to be more affordable. Yep. That means that everyone is in star instead of buying uh, an absolute bargain in Spain for a Submariner, they now keep it in their own country. So that's why I believe it works both ways. But now I'm going to give you another example, right? And this is the cool thing, right? Say, to give you an idea, like I just want rounded figures here, right? A submariner is not 10 grand. Fact, yeah. right? It's not 10 grand. But let, let's call a submariner 10 grand. I hope it's not 10 grand. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But it will be. It will be. I'm very curious what's going to happen in New Basel World, by the way. It will be um, at a certain point in life. So say the ceramics uh, submariner is 10 grand, right? You have ten grand on your bank, and with that same ten grand, right? That same ten thousand pounds, you um, you decided to buy that submariner. Now that submariner, because uh, the submariner is then worth ten grand, uh, rounded figure. Um, then you want to uh, basically no. Let's 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 restart that one because that is ridiculous. What I'm saying, so you have ten thousand pounds on your bank. The next day after Brexit, it will be worth nine seven euros, right? Because it's lower. If you have converted that. Money that that cash into a Rolex, the Rolex will not decrease. You're able to actually liquidate that Rolex into euros, which will be therefore very interesting because your people with euros will buy in the UK anyway. So you're able to convert that into euros, and with that, euros you'll buy sterling back again. It's like being short going short on the, onto the Sterling in a fun way, because in the meantime, you can also enjoy a watch, wearing a watch, wearing a Submariner. I think it is an extremely interesting period where we're in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or this is yeah, me yeah. being yep. an
0: absolute Dutch guy? And nope, I think, it, I think it makes sense. I, so a, c- a couple of things. I think it makes sense for people who can afford to short the market, like you yeah. say, in that way. So it makes sense, it makes perfect sense for someone who, who has 10K that can buy a Submariner or... Um, you know a GMT a BLNR GMT something like that that's yeah. around the 10 k mark. Um, if they can get one for ten k, yeah. uh, if they can get something like that to put that into a watch makes if they can uh, can afford can afford to do that and can afford to play the markets in that way, potentially does make sense to do that now on the assumption that the sterling will drop. What I'm saying is I don't think it's going to be a good thing for purchasers who maybe have been. Saving for a little while, can't afford to play the markets in the same way, or maybe someone who has landed, you know, a dream job, has come into some money as an inheritance and is maybe thinking about buying a luxury watch for the first time in the uk i think it's gonna be a really challenging period for. yeah them. because the
1: prices will indeed rise yep. as well like i mean i don't want to this month like <laughs> I'm, i have no money anyway but i mean <laughs> i i don't want to have if if i had 100k on my bank i wouldn't have i w- wouldn't want to be liquid at, at this point because the thing is if the uk is going to be if the sterling is collapsing that means that the, the cheapest place which already one of the cheapest place to buy watches is the UK already, but it's going to be absolutely the cheapest in the world. What Rolex and Patek will do, they will have to, they will have to uh, correct the currency They have to correct their retail price. That means that Rolex is just fucking increasing their prices, Patek is just increasing their prices, which then is the watches, watches are going to be more difficult to get as well or to purchase uh, because the prices are going, going up uh, because the, the currency need to be corrected, so indeed it's going to be hard for some, harder for some people to buy. Uh, but on the other hand, um, when they buy, if when they do decide to buy, it is going to be at least within their own country instead of finding a bargain in Spain. If so it keeps it, the 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 money
0: keeps it stays in our economy in a way. You see what I mean? So the thing I would say to that though is if. That makes sense if those people still decide to buy a watch. Yes, so that is the if. So that is the if. if question. So if it was me, I would. I personally wouldn't be making that decision to buy a watch because I would be looking at it, going, "I'm now paying over the odds. I'll wait. At, do I need? Do I need a luxury watch? No. No. Do I want a luxury watch? Absolutely. No. But can I wait three, four, five years until the market's level off a bit? yeah yeah, yeah it probably could that is that is that is that is the that is the tricky thing indeed what you're saying the trust in the market after brexit
1: yeah because let's be completely honest right the sterling will collapse, but the sterling will also recover. At a certain point but in life, <laughs> like in a certain point, if the sterling, if the Brexit goes through, right, thirty uh, first of October, everything could be done. Sterling collapsed, but sterling will also will also recover at a certain point in our in our in in our existence. That means that that our assets you have, not liquid, will then recover as well. So um, if we look at um, the, the market today and the luxury market today, right, I'm I'm politically not really read into this. I, I like economy wise, I am, but politically not really, it's not really my interest. But if I really, really look at like like I said before, I don't want to have any, I don't want to have cash in the bank. I, I would like Rolexes because after Brexit, I sell them in the Eurozone for more, even and then I'll buy back sterling which then is going to recover um that is then on the investment point of view but someone buying their watch not as an investment that is indeed what you're saying the tricky bit a bit that I in a way am a bit scared of because people would have less trust in buying although when they do trust to buy they would buy it lo- they would buy it within our own economy within our within our, within our own and not outside of the United Kingdom of the island of Ireland. Um, but they would buy it within. Um, but indeed, it's going to be very, very tricky um, when we look at uh, the trust in the market after Brexit, when it's not bought as an investment. Yeah, Like someone loved that new, new Aviator from Breitling, the, the Aviator 8, and they would have bought it before Brexit. But because their sterling is worth less... Breitling may need to increase their prices to correct the cur- to correct the currency, and therefore the person that wanted that watch not as an investment but just because he absolutely loved
0: that watch uh, will have to pay more. Basically, I, I think I think you're spot on. I think that's exactly what we're going to see, actually, especially within the. I think it will affect the grey market in a slightly different way, but I think within authorized dealerships, so you know your high street brands like. Beaver Brooks or Lunds in Northern Ireland, though you're definitely going to see an increase in prices. Yeah, on, because they, they on, have on the sticker price. They, they have to, have to. They have because to.
1: your sterling is worth less, which is for exporting products phenomenal. Like customs will off their balls off because they, everyone will buy here. No one will declare anyway. They don't do it anyway, but they wouldn't do that in the future. There's always ways to uh, smuggle watches out of the uh, without out of the union. Let's put it that way. No comment. No comment. <laughs> But let's be completely honest, uh, buying buying power, um, because the sterling will collapse, buying power will decrease, but when they do decide, it will stay at least within here. Now, the that is the interesting bit, and that is where no one has really an answer to. What really what is going to affect what is the the, the trust into the economy, that is that is where the biggest challenge is. I think um I think it's it's going to be a hell of a time. But for me, and without a shadow of a doubt, the sterling is relatively all right at the moment. This is the time to actually buy because not only your Rolex will increase because Rolex will have to, in- have to increase the prices to, uh, to uh, correct the currency. But if you're sterling, but if the sterling collapses, and you haven't bought a watch, your sterling is worth less. Basically, you're going to be extremely
0: happy that you've you bought a Rolex. I mean, I don't know anything about this, but do you think that there will be any... As a result of Brexit, will there be any sort of fallout for importing watches into the country? Somewhere? Oh, yeah, it will be more difficult, which is then as well will have an impact
1: because it basically corners... Let's put the, let's... Let, let's will your demand let, drop? Your, no, your, the your supply, not, your supply the, Sorry, drops? Like our, uh, we're, we're, uh, in the watching this we were going to have a problem when no one wants Rolex, right? When no one wants that crown, right? Then we have a problem, but that is something that will never, ever happen, yeah. right? Everyone will always want Rolex, right? Everyone will always want Rolex more than Patek Philippe, right? Fact, but Rolex is like, it's like more seen more seen as a achievement rather than a timekeeping device it's spectacular right that's the power of rolex so no one no one will no, everyone will still love rolex so that's a fact but um what that, that's the only way how the market would really crash so the demand will will still be there um well, what the interesting bit is the the supply of watches right the supply of watches in the uk will be cornered because like i don't like to import a watch out of the u.s because i need to pay import tax like The same is going to apply to here. That means any watch I buy in the Eurozone is going to be more expensive because my sterling is worth less. And then on top of that, I'm paying a tax bill. So that means everything within the UK is cornered, right? It's just a big box, a big wall around, and everything in the UK will grow
0: in value because it needs to be corrected with the others in the world. So actually the incentive for someone like you, Nico, right now is to buy as many watches as you can right. from, from the yeah. Eurozone and get them into the company.
1: No, not from Eurozone, not from Eurozone. UK is still cheaper. Oh really? Because if you look at like, it's different than uh, a year ago where a year ago, and I'm not talking about euros, not US, not, not uh, UK sterling, right? Euros. A year ago you were able to buy the, uh, no, I think you're st- still the retail seven for for, for dates of Mariner, 7,950 euros, right? at the top of my head. Um, And that same watch, if you uh, calculated that in sterling before Rolex did their last price increase, I was able to pick that up at 7,000 euros, basically. So when buying in the UK was really, really interesting, right? Because it basically was nearly a grand cheaper to buy it in the UK than in European countries, because that was the retail price. You need to buy in the, in the, in the, in the country where it's cheapest today, right? Before Brexit will happen. The cheapest I believe is the UK. I've seen a lot of other things, but at the moment, still, the UK is one of the cheapest countries to buy watches in the world. Done. But don't stick, don't buy any watch on the fucking planet. Don't go for brands like Omega and, and, and Bretlings and Tags and shit. Just don't. Don't, that's just a waste of money at the moment, right? So if you want to protect your assets, want to protect your money, Always buy Rolex. It needs to be a watch that's liquid. What is a watch that's liquid? It's a watch that you can liquidate into cash within one day. That's what I call a liquid watch, right? A liquid watch is a watch that you can liquidate within one day. Get cash for it within one day. Done, right? If I buy an Omega Speedmaster, lovely watch, but I can't fucking liquidate that in 24 hours. If I buy a beautiful Breguet Tourbillon, I can't liquidate that within 24 hours. Market's much smaller. You see, market is much smaller. A submariner I can liquidate in within 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 two hours. A Daytona, I can liquidate within two hours, basically. See what I mean? Yep. That's you need to look at a liquid watch. So you have your cash, your your money, you convert that in a watch in a liquid watch, which you can liquidate within 24 hours. Brexit happens, you Brexit happens, your sterling will collapse. Your Money is safe in a Rolex anyway, because Rolex becomes the currency. And that Rolex, you then convert back into euros to purchase sterling sterling back. So you purchase at 1.13 today, and or you sell at 1.13 today. So you sell your sterling at 1.13 euro today. And then at the end of the line, you buy your sterling back at 0.98. That is a profit of... Uh, say 0.98 just to give you an idea this is just a rough figure that's a profit of 15 cents 15 p uh 15 cents 15, 15 euro cents on one pound that's on top of the profit you're making because the price is rising and rolex needs to make needs to increase their prices it's on top of that
0: which then so you're getting a currency bump as well as yeah, uh, get, as you, well as profit from yeah, the watch. And you get a currency
1: bump because of you're you're selling high. You're selling at one thirteen. You converted that in Rolex, then you convert that Rolex back into euros, and then you buy back sterling at the current rate. And I believe it will be below the below the euro, so zero point ninety eight. You buy your buy your sterling back, and then because of because of that, because of the uh, the sterling being being so low rolex needs to increase their prices be to to level it up with other countries and that is a natural increase then in price as well which will have an impact on the watch market as well so
0: it's going to be a double profit within that so i wouldn't want any money at the moment i would like to have watches so let's do a quick 30 second roundup of each of our positions yeah before we before start. we close off i can kick us off yeah no problem so i think in in all honest i'm Against Brexit, right? So I'm a I'm a Remainer. What some people or most people might call a remoner even because I would be. You're a
1: fucking moner. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would. Be, I would be for a second referendum if that was on the table. I think it could be uh, potentially a good thing for wealthy people, right, or even middle class people who have money to play in the markets or play with luxury watches. It potentially could be a very good thing for them. It could potentially be a very good thing for watch retailers in the UK as well. Is it going to be a good thing for those people who are thinking about making their first purchase? Probably not. And also probably just worth saying, I don't think it's going to be a good thing for... The, the UK economy as a whole, or even those people who maybe oh. don't don't have lots of liquid cash sitting around. I, I, so that's my, that's my, that's my position. What's your sort of 30 second? I, I agree with what you say. Uh, it may not have, it will not have a good, uh, good impact on the economy today,
1: but I believe that it's a good thing. Uh, Brexit will happen because I think the, the UK in general uh, should be able to be self-sustainable like Switzerland um, I think that you sometimes need to destroy things first before you make it better Now it's really, really important not to make too many casualties in that way. You see what I mean, but I'm an entrepreneur. I like risks. We're going into unknown territory, which I like to discover. There will be a massive amount of opportunities there will be a massive amount of casualties as well. Let's spit that out there, but there will be a lot of opportunities as well and let's not forget that. I think personally that that The UK in general as an economy will be self-sustainable, like Switzerland, which with trade agreements will not only be self-sustainable, but also have a big, big importance because the uh, British or the UK uh, uh, economy is massively important in in the world. Um, Now, looking at the watch trade, I think a lot of people can make a lot of money making the right decisions before the 31st of October, before Brexit really happens before whatever happens that would be for the luxury watch industry very interesting the first months after brexit i think it will be very good because we will get a lot of outside trade which is the, also good for the uh, economy but in the long run i do have a few concerns indeed like you said before that one person or that that uh, that 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 one person that 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 wanted the specific watch not for investment uh, purposes but just to have that nice watch will struggle to buy one at will struggle to buy or will struggle more to buy one, which is a pity. But like I said before, sometimes you need to destroy things to make things better. And I think that is my point.
0: So that's what the philosopher Schumpeter would call creative destruction. It's a very popular... Creative destruction, very, it? It's a very, very popular... Oh, fuck, I have such to, a creative destructor. It's a very popular political philosophy theory. Um, it says, basically, that you've got to destroy things in order to make way for new yeah. things to come through. Um, so, Nico, I think that's us sort of rounding out our podcast very first number Podcast number one without a name. Yeah, podcast number one without a name. So just a reminder to everyone to get in touch with at Pride and Pinion yeah. on Instagram with your name suggestions. And your own
1: podcast.
0: And, and my own podcast, yeah, so it's at Spoke Podcast if you want to get in touch with me. Um, so send us your name suggestions but also feel free to send us what your views are yes. on whether or not Brexit is going to be a good or bad thing for the luxury watch market Yeah, we will be back with you very soon we've got a whole host of topics to cover very di- very disruptive uh, uh, topics, we wrote out a few things um, um, the
1: Nautilus the new, is, is the Nautilus the new Jacob & Co? Yep. fuck, I'm looking forward to that Yeah, I'm looking forward to that already, is- already looking forward to the next episode <laughs> Oh my God. Disruptive. That is something I, uh, I like that guys. Thank you very much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. And reach out to us, uh, Pride and Pinion, uh, and check our website www.prideandpinion.com.
0: Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Chat soon. Hi everyone. Just two quick things before you go. Could you please go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show and subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us. It makes a big difference in helping others find out about the show. And then secondly, none of what we've covered today is intended to be finance or investment advice. Nico and I are just two guys who are interested in talking about watches. If you're looking for advice on investment or finance, you should speak with a professional about that.